Hey everybody, it's Kyle from Notorious Scoundrels. Uh, today, Nick Freeman put up a post on Facebook saying that he was disqualified um, retroactively from High Command and also lost his world's invite. Uh, obviously, this is a significant development. Um, we recorded this episode before uh, that happened, um, and obviously we didn't talk about it on said episode. Uh, we're um, going to probably do so next week but in the meantime we're going to take a look at the high command tapes and gather all the relevant facts before we uh, hit this subject in an informed manner so hopefully you enjoy this episode and just wanted to let you know that uh don't expect to hear anything about that uh on this episode thanks for listening this week on the notorious scoundrels podcast <sighs> i think krennic is trash what Jay's looking at me right now like I'm crazy. (laughs) Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Hey guys, you haven't heard my voice in a while. Um, I'm back in action after what? Two, three weeks. Two weeks, now? I believe. Two weeks. Two weeks. Right. I think the last episode I recorded with you guys was uh, the State of the Legion. Yeah, that might be right. No, because it was longer than two weeks. Was we it? I don't think so, here. man. Okay. I think I I went back and I I looked at the uh, the episodes on YouTube and it's only been two since then. So, well, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back, man. Um. So, what have you guys been doing without me? Just chilling? Playing Legion? Yeah, pretty much. RPQ? We can How'd talk that about go? that later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Invader League? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Invader League. <laughs> I love you, LJ, but <laughs> Invader League. Wow. Rebels suck. Rebels suck. Who can't keep that? Yeah, I think, I think, I think <laughs> Rebels is what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, you, uh, Screwtape and DePinto, for making me hate Rebels even more than I do already. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. Press F to pay respects. You see them set up those Death Troopers? Oh, man. Um, It's over. It's all over. It's hopeless. Yeah, I just want to talk about that briefly because I haven't been here in two weeks. So I want to QQ a little bit. Um, All right. Good. I sympathize. Yeah. Let's get the salt going. Let's get it going. Um, So my first game was against Screwtape, and we were playing Recover the Supplies. And I had Lugan Sabine, and we were playing on Corellia. And (laughs) I jumped out, grabbed the box with Sabine. I no time for sorrows her back so that the box was in base contact with her and Luke. So even if he killed Sabine, I could pick up the box and run away. They both made it out. I lost because he bountied Luke on the last turn. <laughs> oh, <Ew. man. laughs> it was, it felt real bad. Um, Bounty's good. Bounty's good, and Luke Skywalker's <laughs> saves are not nearly as good as I thought they'd be. How many saves did he force you to roll to um, collect the bounty? Oh, about seven. Ugh, in gross. total. Um, oh my gosh! Was so that I, Death Trooper shooting him? No, he didn't have Death Troopers. He was running um, double bounty hunter with an officer. 
Oh, disgusting. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and then <laughs> Depinto's list was uh, Death Troopers with four medics and three sabs and Krennic. And I ran Luke and Sabine right into the heart of it, hoping that they could be all aggressive and shit, because that's what I was trying to do with this list. Turns out that wasn't the list to do it against. <laughs> yeah, running at sabs. Not a yeah. deal. Um, but like if you don't run at the sabs, then the death troopers are just shooting at you the whole time. So I don't know. Um, I, I have to think, still have to think. I'm not over that match to Pinto. I just want you to know that. <laughs> hurt, this is a revenge game for uh, Hakimi. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's fair. You know, um, I think we're one on one now. So, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to talk about Luke today because he sucks. I like him. I I'm cold on him too, man. Like I don't I don't think he's as good as he used to be. I think his shortcomings that were already there are now a lot more noticeable because we have such strong uh, range four options coming out of Empire now. And heck, like even at the Adepticon against Freeman, you know if you you know that Luke's threat range is only so far, and if you are hyper aware and you're opponent's Luke positioning is flawed in almost any way, uh, it's easy to exploit that and force Luke into situations where he gets shot and killed. So it's it's uh, I'm kind of cold on him going forward, but he's a strong piece, and he's hard to give up because he has Force Push. And um, Force Push is really good. It is. One, so one of the things I've been thinking about lately is that the Land Speeder, with all the fixings, is about the same cost. And it hits your enemy at range four instead of, I heartily instead approve of range zero of this message. <laughs> you, 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 admit, you track my thinking pretty closely because that's what I took to the RPQ was uh, Leia Landspeeder and not Leia Luke, yeah. believe it or not. Cause I figured that the Landspeeder had better um, overall influence on the board because of the reasons you mentioned. It has a, such a long, um, it projects force quite a bit. Yeah further than Luke does, especially on open boards. Yeah, I mean, it's got a better dice pool than Luke's lightsaber, with the exception that it doesn't have Pierce, right? The, 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 yeah, Pierce is It is, big. no doubt. But, like, would you give up Pierce 2 to be able to have Luke's lightsaber attack at range 4? Yeah, I mean, there's also things like Luke's command cards. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, it's an interesting comparison, and a lot of people have been trying, um, David, what you're trying, which is basically just do Wonder Twins but drop Luke for a Landspeeder. Because um, especially if you're playing on on some op more open boards, um, and this we talked a little bit about, I think, last episode. Um, but, you know, it's it's much more likely to make an impact. And unfortunately, you know, just going back to Invader League, I think, and we hit this last time too, I think the maps are just too open. Uh, as far as line of sight blockers are concerned, at least open in an environment that includes death troopers and Bosk. Yeah, death troopers are real good. Um, I don't think I've talked about them yeah. with you guys yet since they you came out. Yeah, but um, death troopers attack just says delete one rebel trooper unit in heavy cover. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, yeah. at range four. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need an aim. Doesn't it average like five hits or something ridiculous? I mean. 
It's a little bit. It's a little bit less than five. It definitely you, helps. You that need the, oh man, and you can take multiples easy, right? It's only one hundred twenty-four ish points. I wouldn't go as far as you can take multiple death troopers easily, but okay. Um, but you, you can take three sniper teams and still take yeah. a death trooper. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So I originally thought that Bosk was going to be a hard replacement for Death Troopers. I'm not sure I believe that anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Having uh, so since our even since our last episode, I've had them hit the table a couple times, and um, I agree. Like, <laughs> I actually used uh, both times. I used them with Bosk in the same list. Yeah, I mean, uh, alongside, and it was pretty awesome. You know, being able to dish out four suppression at range four. Or six on Bosk's uh, two pip turn. Um, actually, I in my last Invader game against Bees, I actually panicked a unit of his Death Troopers because I hit him with mine and with Bosk's double tap, and they panicked. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was really shocking. I was like, "Wow, that's so huge!" Because now, you know that he's panicked, right? He can't shoot, and so that gives you a big lead suddenly because he's losing a Death Trooper attack in a game which is so like closely, you know, matched attrition wise, and is almost completely decided on. Who fails more saves, essentially? Because it's also, Empire versus Empire. Right. Well, and there was a lot of panicking going on in that game, generally speaking. I, um, and Death Troopers are also great at deleting characters, which furthers that end because they have, um, if you give them Hunter, you know, it's a free yeah. reroll against characters. So. Being able to reroll four dice for free is pretty big. Um, so I do think that because of how good Death Troopers seem and how good Bosk seems, uh, and the fact that they both have suppressive, essentially, because you're not really taking death troopers without the suppressive upgrade. Um, <clears throat> if you don't have inspire in your list somewhere, you're in trouble. Yeah, and I think I think uh, this further pushes rebels into the arms of Luke and Leia, just because they do. You know, Leia's got inspire too, and Luke's got Return of the Jedi, both of which are very solid for managing yeah. suppression. Um. And of course, if you can get Luke there, he will delete Death Troopers with that lightsaber. Um, you know, they're very reliant on those saves, but you have to get him there. I think one thing we were discussing just before the cast is like, again, this goes back to terrain, but if your board is set up such that, you know, Luke needs to do a last first uh, across open ground just to engage something. In other words, um, if your line of sight blockers are not range two or closer to each other, then... Uh, your line of sight blockers are too far yeah. from each other. Because if Luke can't do it, Vader can um, do it. Right. And then, you know, I mean, this is also, I think, why we're seeing a lot less fleets and snowtroopers in Invader League. Uh, because the game, the range of the game has essentially been extended, right? Like range two and range one units are just not, it's not yeah. enough anymore. Um, so, and I think this also means as Rebels, you probably need triple snipers, unfortunately. Um, probably with a medic. Uh, you know, sniping death troopers. They, I'm sure your empire opponent has a medic also, but um, or four, depinto, or f yeah, right, <laughs> or four, or four. <laughs> um, so uh, I was actually talking to Screwtape. Um, I guess he played Joe in that list uh, yesterday, yeah, I think so, or two days ago when this recording hits. Um, and he actually plowed through the medics. Uh, he ultimately ended up losing, I think, because I ended on five, but um. You know, if you get enough like open shots with your snipers, you can plow through those medic charges. But um, you know, also screw tape plays yeah, on fire. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> his list that uh, is a little bit more 
built to win an attrition war than mine was for sure um yeah he was running boss too i yeah. think which helps a lot um bosk and boba so like you know you get into range three and yeah. or range two with boba the death troopers and you can start deleting them pretty quickly yeah or a good rocket or lying in wait yeah. does the job too um but rebels really need to get close to pull that sort of thing off so um you know, you can see, so we didn't really talk about the round robin results. Um, single elimination starts, I guess it will be today when this episode uh, launches. Uh, Tuesday, the, what is that, yeah. 7th? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, so there are 32 single elim spots, um, and 22 of them are Empire, yep. and 10 of them are Rebels. Garn, um, take it all the way for me. And the, yeah, I, I put I put Garn in. So we're doing a bracket challenge. Um, you know, just like March Madness, but for Legion, which is awesome, because uh, I actually know what I'm picking. <laughs> um, we're calling it May Madness. I think it'll probably be locked by the time this airs. Uh, but if not, go in there and make a bracket, or at least check them out, because they're pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think I picked Garn also to go all the way, uh, which also puts him through <laughs> me. <laughs> I think I had yeah, myself I, losing I, to uh, him. I put him in a bracket um, that beat both of you. <laughs> It's like appreciate yeah, it you know yeah, thanks <laughs> appreciate the confidence yeah i mean i understand it for me because history i don't have any good track record but i don't know man the the bottom um, half the bottom half of that bracket is is it's, is, a, uh, it's a pretty loaded it's bracket, so filthy i think yeah it is um, i have kingsley and ellis in the final on key positions with kingsley's blue but you know just so the history can repeat Keep itself again. Isn't good anymore. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but it's not good anymore, yeah. Uh, well, key positions may not be good anymore, but I tell you, blue players. Still I'm not is. sure. I agree Holy with crud! That. Well, it's so it's funny. Mm. Nobody pointed out uh, that my match, my finals match with Kingsley at high command, was key mm. positions. Oh, <laughs> was he blue? <laughs> yes, he was. Ah. <laughs> interesting so for those that don't know uh kingsley um both of the finals matches in invader league season one and two both of which he won he was key position it was a blue. different objective at the time um, it was it was it's totally not, different not yeah close. and obviously he's since like gone undefeated at lvo and also at adepticon uh so um obviously kingsley is very good but it's just this running joke that like finals with kingsley are always key positions yeah, it's just it's fair blue. now that's all <laughs> right Right, it's so, now fair. Yep, fairer. I mean, yeah, because um, blue still gets to pick board edge, and blue can still pick the uh, better board edge to access the center. So, how fair is it really? Depends like, on the table. Well, okay, so this is interesting. You guys, yeah, you guys, this is want a big to, tangent. You guys want me to hit you with some Adepticon sure. stats? Sure. So we actually have some of these now. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, so for maximum firepower, which was LCQ. Um, Blue won 63 times and red won 60 times. So almost okay. exactly. Very mild. Very mild. Um, for high command, it was actually inverted uh, 30 huh. to blue and 34 to red. So, so um, yeah. you wouldn't happen to have those stats broken out by objective, would you? Okay. I Not yet. figured it was worth asking. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, so I, I assume sabotage uh, is what you're, that, yeah. you, what you're getting at. Yeah, both sabotage and KP. I feel. Oh wow! Okay. And breakthrough, breakthrough too, because breakthrough you can sit on your ass. I don't if know. You're blue. I like sort of. And wait, but 
if your opponent has any fast moving piece, specifically if they have Boba, in Adepticon world where we're I guess that's what two months ago now. I don't know, but if if uh, if they've got yeah, if two months. The red player has Boba and you don't. I don't think you can sit on your ass. Yeah, maybe. All right, so depends on the depends on if you can put Boba in a place where Lannister sure. blocked or not. All right, so th there were yeah. just doing a quick sort here. There were uh, nineteen sabotage matches played at high command, and twelve of them were won by red player. Really. Yep. Really, that's uh, that's. It unusual. is, and anecdotally, like I had two games um, where I had sabotage on blue, and I would say that me being blue directly contributed to me winning those games. Yeah, so. I would agree with that statement. Hmm. Um, hmm. So anyway, um, that is a total tangent Odd. from talking about Luke and or Death Troopers, but yeah. Um, so let's 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 red red players still decent. <laughs> let's uh let let's dive let's actually dive right, into right. Luke. Um, okay. So yeah. he's awful. Don't take him. <laughs> Luke is not awful. I mean, so I know, Luke I know. is a high skill piece for starters. Like, if That's, we're going to start the conversation, yep. Luke is definitely the piece in your list that requires the most skill to play. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, I think that that might change when Sabine comes out. But um, let's start there. So we have in here that we're going to talk about his loadout. Um, we were, we're taking Force Push, are we not? Well, there's only one. Yeah, loadout. it's. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there are other options, yeah. but Force Push is yeah, that's true. just that's like true. Saber Throw with Vader. Force Push, you got to staple to Luke's card. Yeah. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. Take for take force push, and frankly, stems because Luke with stems is like he's like your best piece, and having the ability to get an extra activation is is yeah and godlike I for lack that, of a better um, word. You know, we've we've got Luke, we've got Vader, um, we've seen the spoiled Obi Wan Kenobi card. Um, I think that force push is just stapled on melee Jedi. Like it's not very good on Pelp, it's, but I mean it's fine on Pelp. Like it's probably worth ten points on Palpatine. But if you can, if, if yeah, you can find, find the points, points yeah. but on it, but on all the melee characters, it's I would pay thirty points for that upgrade. <laughs> like maybe thirty is pushing it, but um, yeah, definitely yeah. like twenty. I would pay twenty uh, points. It's, for it on it's a bargain. So I think that um, if you're new to the game. Or just starting to play with like Luke and Vader, and when the Republic comes out, Obi Wan, like you should just assume that Force Push is stapled to characters with lightsabers. Um, now, now, why is it strong? Is it because the users are fast, or is it because you can well, create situations I, I to exit engagement? It's strong because it's versatile for starters. But the other thing is that um, it's not just good to exit an engagement it's good to start an engagement in that you can jump in and then force push something yeah. into melee with you so other things can't shoot you and punish you for kind of sticking your neck out yeah i mean there's a million ways to use it right i guess we could we could go on a, a thing here about force push um yeah so the even. most common way is to disengage right if if you know like it's it's pretty common 
with Luke to jump in there, hit a five-man Stormtrooper squad, kill four of them, and be in melee with one guy. Right? And the next turn, you don't want to waste your time on that one guy. You want to go dice up another Stormtrooper squad. So you push that one guy away from you. You know, some Rebel Troopers shoot him or something, and then you jump in and dice up another squad. Um, it's extremely useful for, you know, one really important thing to think about with Luke is not just what unit you want to engage, but where you want to engage it. And Force Push gives you a lot of play there. Um, you know, you mentioned pushing something into melee with you. Um, you can do that if, you know, you have to actually be able to contact the unit leader uh, to start a melee. So you can do that, you know, if you can get to within roughly four inches of your target, because that's about the length of a, of a speed one move plus a base. Um, but if you can also use it, um, and I do this a lot, uh, make your first charge move, you know, get within force push range. And most likely that unit is, um, you know, so like in your opponent's line, somewhere that's not exactly safe for Luke to engage it if he were to, you know, do so and wipe it or if they were to withdraw. Um, so you can push them towards your own army uh, with force push and then also cohere a guy even further, like closer to your own guys maybe even around a corner, like a safe corner, um, and then jump backwards with Luke with his second move and then engage them basically on your turf. Um, so you're essentially pulling them and you get essentially like two speed one moves, right? You get the speed one move from force push and then you get the cohesion move. So you can you can reposition them up to like eight inches roughly from their original spot. You kind of usher them out back so you can beat them up in... in privacy yeah exactly <laughs> you know? and this is why an line of sight blockers so is so important for luke it's not just so he can jump over them yeah so he can pull units around them to engage them in safe locations en engaging safely with luke is going to be a a key component to this conversation <laughs> um for sure um you can also use it to pull units out of cover you know or like around corners into standbys um you can you used to be able to push stuff off the board and then it was really ridiculous you can't do that anymore <laughs> yeah you play you play you play son of skywalker win the priority and then win the game because yours I, yours you goes know, first and force pushes his loop minor off the board here, but i remember the first time ridiculous I met like that <laughs> we were <laughs> we were playing um, <laughs> i think it was like sabotage long march um and I had marched my Vader up the yep. right hand side of the board and he brought Luke over and he is like a, his last activation, um, like force pushed him towards the board edge. And I had never seen this before. Cause like, you know, the game had been out like all of three months and, um, I was like, what's he doing? And then I like thought about it. I was like, shit, I've got to play in blackable this turn. <laughs> um, and I just had like a 50, 50 to yep. not like get my 230 point Vader force pushed off the board. I ended up, I ended up making that roll if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You won yeah, priority. It was a near time. miss. And it, that was a near miss though. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah force push has been better than it is now. <laughs> Yeah, right, and it's still a ma it's still mandatory. Um, so, so great, yeah. I think that uh, and you guys you guys are the actual role players here, but I think the other candidates for Luke are <laughs> Jedi mind trick and Stims, right? I, I I think those are the generic ones that people gravitate towards. I think that there could be a conversation around force reflexes, um, maybe. Um, yeah, I actually, I like force reflexes. Um, if I have a ton of extra points, which I don't tend to anymore, 
uh, it's 15 points, which is expensive on a unit that doesn't have Master of the Force like Vader does. Um, but uh, it's pro it's usually the only way to get a dodge token on your Son of Skywalker yeah. turn, specifically. And Son of Skywalker often leaves you vulnerable because generally when you're playing that, you want to do two things, right? You want to go first and you want to delete something. Um, so unless you can do what we mentioned before, which is pulling something around a corner, you're probably going to have Luke standing by himself somewhere, Sora. Um, it's good for that particular turn. Like I would say when I run Force Reflexes, 95% of the time I play it or I, I tap it on um, uh, on the turn that you use Son of Skywalker. But that said, it's 15 points. Um, I wish you didn't have yeah, to take an elevator, but you do. Um, right. <laughs> um, Jedi Mind Trick is good. It's only five points. Um, if you're recovering more than once, you're getting a lot of mileage out of it. And I've found myself in games that I play with Luke with decent terrain, uh, like using Force Push two to three times a game, which means you also have an opportunity to use Jedi Mind Trick two to three times a Tossing game. Tossing on an extra two suppression tokens is really strong. Um, yeah, and it's good for sort of like one thing that's really important with Luke is just controlling the nature of uh, what enemy units can respond to you and how effectively they can do that when you jump in there. And Jedi Mind Trick is another tool to do that. Because if you throw two suppression on a nearby core unit, you know, they're either going to be able to shoot you, possibly, if you're exposed, or just take one move action. Like they're not going to be able to aim shoot you, um, they're not going to be able to double move to melee you. So. Krennic is laughing from behind his uh, <laughs> line of sight blocking terrain range. Uh, yeah, although you know, compel shoot is not generally speaking much more helpful than um, like what you're trying to avoid in that situation. Generally, is aim shoot, which Krennic doesn't help you do. So yes. So I listened yes. to your guys' cast last week. <laughs> um, oh, I think Krennic is trash. What? Yeah. What? I think he's awesome. I've used him several <laughs> times. Well, Jay's looking at me right trash. now like I'm crazy. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! I just so I I oh, don't see it. like I've played with him like probably like six or seven times now. And again, we're tangenting from Luke. Apologies, but um, uh, he's a do nothing activation, and I mm, don't I don't love it. Hey, or is he a do everything activation because compel enables a bunch of other units that would otherwise be suppressed? Here's the issue I have with him. As an Imperial player, generally speaking, you want your stormtroopers to be aim shooting. Ideally, yeah, but move shoot is pretty good too. Yes. There's no doubt move shoot is good, but like most of the time, I can get my stormtroopers where I want them to be without compel. And then once they're there, Compel doesn't do anything because I need to be aiming. And um, I found Compel to be far more narrow than I thought it would be. Now, is that so? Here's the caveat though what if you're playing another Chronic with Dutch Reapers and or Basque and Subversion is being dished out more heavily? Um, I mean, so maybe the thing is that like, Against death troopers, they're killing whatever they're shooting. So, well, not if you know. got red die saves. <laughs> so it's a moot point anyway, because they're just gonna blow you off the board. Yeah, they're just gonna blow it. whatever unit off the board that they're suppressing. Oh, we're in, we're in this territory. Yeah, now. yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, like, if it's Bosk, they're 
he's definitely blowing the unit off the board, you know, if he's got some aim tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think Compel is fine. I think that um, I've come to the conclusion that if I want Compel in my list, I'm taking the DTF 1-6. That's that's the conclusion I've come to. I think that um, if if that's if that's the reason you're taking Krennic is the compel keyword, you should just be taking a Death Trooper squad with compel in it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Except that he's also great with entourage and Death Troopers, and his command cards are amazing. His command cards are okay. Mm-hmm. Cunning, well cunning is an unbelievable ability, no doubt. Um. I mean, I just don't uh, think that he's stronger than Veers. Also, counterpoint to the aim thing. Um, yes, you can't aim with compel, but you can move your unit leader to get a better angle. So, so there are edge cases where it's it's the same because you've actually added more hits because now they're out of cover. Sure. So it's actually better. So in some instances, this is how I would put the conversation. On average, do you see your opponent com- using the compel keyword? twice a turn so i played 50 right okay so the short answer is it depends on what you're playing and what you like right okay. so, so I, look, before, before we before we before you before you finish this is finish. This, this could be a huge rabbit hole also which detracts from our <laughs> discussion <laughs> uh, i'm good at rabbit holes that's uh, what yeah. i do uh, <laughs> so but all right so let's assume for a moment that you compel twice a turn or slightly less than. You're netting two actions out of that ability a turn. Veers always gives you two actions. Sort of. He has to use one of his actions to give you two actions. But Krennic ain't doing shit. He's standing behind the wall. Krennic is zero actions. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Krennic's pistol's pretty good if you can get him to range two. Right, but Veers' pistol is pretty good if you can get him a range three. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Um, I mean, yeah, ideally you'd want him to be more than a compelled droid. Right. Like, yeah, that's that's thing. not what he's for. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a nice it's a nice ability, but you're not just taking Krennic for compel. No, right. I, I get it. All I'm saying is I'm down on Krennic, and I don't think he's nearly as good as everybody's pointing him out to be. I think he's I th- I think Veers is better, if only by a hair. I think it depends on what kind of list you want to run. Sure. Um, I want to run snows. I, I do want to. I do want to. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind. Um, Not that. I, kind I do want to talk yeah. about actually my game with bees because I think it's very relevant to the chronic conversation. But um, I want to get back to loot too. So why don't we do that first? Yeah, we need to circle yeah. back and so, a little. So bit let's here. talk about how aggressive is too aggressive. And let me tell you. Jumping into six sab mines is too aggressive. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. What's that? Twelve suppression? Yeah, rip my invader league oh, good career. Yeah. Um, so it's a new record. I mean, it wasn't actually six, but it felt like it. it felt like six. <laughs> so Sabine panicked off the board. End of story. Right? Uh, yep. Sabs so, are good. I don't feel like I'm I'm qualified to talk about how aggressive is too aggressive. So somebody else take the wheel. <laughs> um, well, we mentioned it a little bit earlier about 
Um, can you last first with Luke safely? And if you have to dive across the board, that's probably bad for the board, but it's also too aggressive because now Luke is just hung because he moved first and whoever lived is going to withdraw and everybody else has a chance to shoot him now. So situations where you end with units still to go in range is very negative, but that's kind of like, you know, the one-on-one of Legion a little bit when using melee units. So I feel strongly that that is not entirely true. Okay. I feel that Luke is a piece that can win you games that you normally couldn't because he has the ability, the ability to last first across the board into your opponent's force. For instance, on a situation where you're both entrenched on sabotage or something and it's turn five or six and you really need to delete a unit, I think that specific situation that's where Luke shines to me. Yes, definitely. That I agree with you. Especially VAPs, because it's like, oh, I also, you know, you couldn't, you can't even like stack units around the VAP to, to zone him out from melee with it, because now he can force push you. Yeah. <laughs> and say, oh, you can't block it because I force push you. And now here I come, I'm going to come over the wall and I'll charge your other unit that was, you know, in base, or even charge that unit that was formerly in base after I force push them. You know, so there's all yeah, kinds for of me, it's stuff. not necessarily a question of distance. It's more a question of what the rest of your force is doing and if they can support him when he does go in there. Right? Sure. So, like, you know, if you're if you're doing a last first, like, range four across the table, Luke double jump charge, but the rest of your army is still range four across the table and they're not going to be able to engage the rest of his army when that happens, then Luke's probably going to delete a unit um, or most of a unit. And then that unit is going to withdraw or be dead. And then the rest of his army is just going to focus your loop down. Right. So. Or your loop rolls one hit and then you throw your black dice in the garbage and <laughs> yep. cry. Or zero, zero <laughs> hits. That happens, that happens sometimes. Or zero hits. That happens too. Um, uh, Luke whiffing it, is the saddest thing sad. ever. Um, so on. yeah, it's not, to me, it's not so much about like distance that you have to cover. It's more about when you get there, where's the rest of your force? Like you're probably running him with, you know, four or five Z6s and some other stuff. Um, is that other stuff in a position to start shooting your opponent's units? Or maybe they're already doing that um, at the same time that Luke hits them. And if the answer is yes, then, you know, maybe you can uh, consider engaging. Um, but you definitely don't want him to, you know, because he has a tendency to delete units and he has a tendency to have units withdraw from him if you do it, if you get him in there early on a turn. Um, you know, you want to make sure that it's he's not the only the only thing that your opponent has to deal with when he jumps in there. Yeah, I mean, so. in that in that vein, um, we haven't explicitly talked about it, but if you can engage a unit that's already activated um, when you engage with Luke, you should do it. Um, yep, because they can't withdraw and open them up to fire. Right. Um, I I believe we had a conversation, and I actually didn't know this, but Pierce is optional, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so if you if you wade into five stormtroopers, roll out five hits, and they roll two saves, you can only pierce one of them and leave one dude alive so that they can't shoot you. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, Pierce is a may and not a must. So. Yeah. Um, so that's just an interesting thing that, you know, 
can keep you alive. Right. So before you declare it, folks, wait until you see what their defense yeah. role actually is. <laughs> Don't just say it because then you might miss out on some on a chance to be to be really cool and and you know avoid even more damage, which is awesome. Like we like that. We want we want Luke alive yeah. to do stuff. I, and before I'm gonna rabbit hole one more time, and this won't be the last time. Here but, we go. Um, All right. I've noticed a, a trend with people lately um, when they're being attacked by a unit specifically snipers with pierce they just don't roll defense dice and they just pick their dude up off the board um you should roll defense dice well i mean at least ask your opponent if he intends to pierce your defense dice right yeah yeah, yeah. um like, i mean with, uh, with snipers specifically it's pretty rare that they're not trying to kill something but um right um i don't know it's just a trend i've noticed it's good etiquette to just roll the dice yeah um there's you're not going to lose anything except a little bit of t tiny amount of time by rolling the dice. Yeah. So. Maybe I'm a jerk. I like telling my opponent, "Well, it's a crit, so you know you could <laughs> roll defense dice." But <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe I like saving those extra seconds. It's kind of nice over the course of the game. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. like if, it's I could be more courteous. I, I figure if, yeah. if if we're playing each other, like whatever, right? You know. Yeah, it's like we have we, an, we know what game. we're gonna do. Um, it's obvious what's happening. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, usually you get a good feel. Like, and if your opponent intends to not pierce something for some reason, um, like if I'm going to do that now with Luke, I, I'm going to tell my opponent, you know, I'm engaged with five of your dudes. I rolled X number of hits. It's possible I may not want to pierce all your all your blocks. Just FYI. So right, just let them know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's other tricks to like make sort of limit the units that can respond to him. You know, w waiting late is ideal so that you can. You know, there's less units that have to activate in the vicinity of wherever he's engaging. Um, if you can isolate units, either with force push or if they're on flanks and, and that happens naturally, that's ideal. Um, using, like we said before, Jedi Mind Trick um, can be helpful for that. Um, you know, we said already engaging, already engaged units. Um, you can also, if you have an already engaged unit that's near your target, um, and you have force push active, you know, it's always better to try and kill units that have activated, right? If you can manage that. So if you have like a, an engaged or not engaged, an activated unit that's near an unactivated unit and Luke can reach both of them and they're close enough to each other, um, hit the unactivated unit with Luke and then force, force push the other unit into melee with you, the one that's activated already. Um, so that, you know, cause obviously they can't withdraw. The other unit could withdraw still, but. Um, Luke would still be in melee with that other unit. So, um, some things you have to be really careful of when you're diving Luke in there is, uh, you know, melee counters. So Imperial Royal, Royal Guard or Wookies. Um, you know, if you've got if your opponent has IRG or Wookies in the vicinity of where you want to jump Luke, make sure you're aware of whether or not they've activated and how far they are from your target. Um, Palpatine is bad news for Luke for a variety of reasons, especially if he has push. Um, and then any other unit, so to include an opposing Luke with push, obviously if you're jumping into an already activated unit, but your opponent has a has a unit with force push and they haven't activated yet, they can just push you out of melee and shoot you. So, did we mention whipcord? Yeah, whipcord is another one to be aware of. Um, yeah. if, if Luke gets whipcorded out in the open, he's a dead man. Yeah, you are you are dead. Yeah. There is no. You're straight up dead. So you're gonna die. Yeah. 
We'll just pour all their army at you and you'll it die. It gives them late cover, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be oh, all right. Just, so, so, yeah. Okay, so look at the whipcord on the open when you play Covering Fire. Bam. <laughs> there you go. There you You've go. got so many dodge tokens, they'll never die. Right, got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, whip, whipcord's a good card. <laughs> it is. It's really yeah. good. Freezes him in his tracks. It's real good. Yeah. That's okay. Nobody takes just, Boba. Just be aware of where he might get whipcorded is the point. Like just just know where Boba is and know that it's you know range one plus a speed three move to whipcord. Yep. So the plus side is sometimes if um you know if he has to move and then whipcord you, uh, if he wants to stay there, um you know he's got one action left. But like if all he's doing is moving, whipcording, and moving out, you know Boba's using an entire activation to do that. So as long as you're not in a terrible spot, that can still be not not bad. But yeah, I mean, if he if he if he does that and it nets him Luke, I mean, that's mission accomplished. Well, yeah, right. There have been a lot yeah. of times where I've moved, moved, whipcorded, just to shoot Luke in the open. Oh yeah, right, totally. Well, not, you know, you always got to be aware when your Luke is in a right. We're just spot. describing the worst yeah, case scenario. Yeah. I mean, right? I, yeah. I'll trade Boba for Luke all day long. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's jumping in with Luke. Um. I like to think of, so we have here in the show notes, red dice equal blanks. Hmm. Um, I liked it. So Luke only has six health. So think of it this way. Luke is no more durable than a stormtrooper unit. I, my stormtrooper right? units roll sick, nasty hot saves all day long. And my Luke Skywalker dies to a <laughs> gentle breeze. It, it feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, part of it is, you know, Luke doesn't have the benefit of cohesion for uh, cover shenanigans, um, but also, like, he's a more expensive and important piece, so you definitely, those blanks hurt a lot more. Um, I like to pretend that my Luke has white dice, white defense dice, and I find that gets him shot a lot less. Uh, that's how I think of it anyway. Yeah, banking on your red safe plus deflect is a... Uh, could be a fast road to disappointment. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put yourself in a vulnerable spot, you definitely want to make sure you're playing My Ally or Return of the Jedi. You need to have at least one deflect in the bank. Now, like, it's true, you know, to win a game, you know, maybe you have to take the risk. Maybe you have to say, well, I'll just win a couple coin flips here and there, and maybe I'll be okay. Sometimes that's fine. That's totally plausible, right? Especially if Luke has stims or if it's late in the game and there's not a whole lot of things around. Like that's fine, but but we have to know that every lost coin flip could be one step closer to defeat. So every lost coin flip could be one step closer to defeat. That's a catchphrase right there. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a catchphrase. Yeah. So, but but the point. I mean, the point still stands, right? Like, you know, his health is a resource. You know, and um, you know, sometimes you just have to take chances. Yeah, and if you're going to take one of those chances, uh, so we can maybe hit some command card timing here, make sure you're playing one of those two cards we just mentioned. Like, yeah, my, Return of the Jedi. my ally and Return of the Jedi are good, quote-unquote, approach cards, you know, for, for that transition period where maybe, maybe he's in heavy cover, but he's still in a spot where he can be shot. Um, you know, those are good cards. If nothing else, like, I find a lot of times a dodge token on Luke, if he's in heavy cover, is, is a deterrent. Because your opponent knows, like, maybe they're, unless they have death troopers, maybe they'll only push, like, 
a couple of hits through, Ooh. and then you're going to be wrong. Ro- I'm sorry. <laughs> Dodge plus heavy cover <laughs> equals dead Rebel Trooper unit. <laughs> uh, I said unless you have Death Troopers. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. If if, yeah. if your opponent's got Death Troopers, you know, Dodge plus heavy covers, you're not Just safe. concede now. Well, <laughs> all right. We've been a little bit hyperbole on the Death Troopers today, but... For game tokens! <laughs> <laughs> Wait until short. We're just, we're just keeping our we're just keeping our track record. You know, now we're two for two. All right. Uh, First was coordinated fire, not the DT. <laughs> uh, wait until short troopers. Um, <laughs> no, I knew you were going to say that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I find, that generally speaking, um, dodge token plus heavy cover is a little bit of a deterrent. If, any, if, if nothing else, for a space of a couple activations, um, and then once he's been shot once with that dodge token and he doesn't have one anymore, then then you can get in there or, or get to safety, whatever you're going to do with them. So I'm going to continue trolling and say that you have to roll four surges on a deflect to wipe the squad. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what you got. I rolled, I Kingsley rolled told a... his four deflect story. Didn't he? I think so. Yeah. He told, he told that story about four, about deflecting a Bobo for four wounds and his opponent conceding immediately. Yeah. That was, that was in one of his Adepticon games. Great, a marvelous win. I think it was at LCQ or no, it was high command. He was behind me. Yeah. It was high command. Blue key yeah. positions, it was high four command. deflects. What? Mm. Some people have all the yeah, luck. What, what can I say? Uh, Kingsley Kingsley's a very good player. That's why his uh, oh heck yeah. That's why you notice his roles like that. Yep, just amplifies the skill. It's already there. Yep. Anyway, so red dice or blank dice? That's how I think of them. Yeah, it's a good way to think of it. You know, you never know if you are going to actually make those saves. You never know. And so you have to be cognizant of how much damage you could take if you moved him out there, is the point, I think. Right. Like, just assume that he's going to roll blanks. Um, at least, like, more than half the time. And uh, it, it, at least for me, that mindset make, leads me to be more careful with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we said Myala and Rajay are good approach cards because they are dodge token free dodge tokens and they're slow i guess because you can go last with them more easily and then sos of course for the do you want to talk about like sos you can also use your ranged weapon as well if you kill the yeah, thing you're the fact that he doesn't with. have sharpshooter really bothers me um it definitely means that you're so i've had to use son of skywalker before just to do a double ranged attack and you know, you're, even if your first attack is in the open, your second attack is going to be guaranteed that your opponent's going to have light cover, which means you're just probably getting one wound through. Um, so it's not ideal. It's not ideal to use it for that. But definitely, like, if you wipe your first target, you can take a pistol shot at something else. That's actually it's somewhat common. Um, but yeah, he doesn't yep. have sharpshooter. So those, those... You should do it versus Royal Guards with Electro because they don't get immune pierce he if you shoot them with your pistol. Computer, buddy. Doesn't have sharpshooter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the force only applies when he's in an X-wing to range. He's better with proton torpedoes than he is with a DL44. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, he didn't bullseye the Womp Rats with a DL44. That's true. He did it with a T16 back home. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I actually think his range attack is probably better than... Most people don't use his range attack at all. That's a mistake. Yeah, and it's actually pretty which is wrong. Pretty decent. Like it's if you can if you're yeah. shooting a target in the open, it's two dead guys basically. Um, it's a it's a miniature Han, 
which is great because like he's a little bit of a wannabe you know a wannabe han in some cases i don't know it's, it's uh, a whole other rabbit hole we can talk about it later other than not having gunslinger it's better than sabine's attack yo she sure is red dice are not blank no no they are not so what else we got to talk pairings about? luke leo luke Han. we can talk about their most common the most common wine to go with a steak controversial opinion luke Han is better than luke leo by a lot i don't know about by a lot um but i definitely see where you're coming from um i've been sleeping on han for a while now i've now that I've started playing Rebels, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to play me some Han because he sucks. And I played Han for like four or five games and uh, he's really good. Yeah. yeah, Han's amazing. I don't know what you're smoking. Han's, Han's really just, like, good. Range 2 is really limiting. It is. Is how I feel about is how I felt about Han. It's how I feel about most things that are range 2. I don't think I'm... I like having guns that can shoot things from farther than melee range. <laughs> you should put him in a land speeder. Yeah, um, I haven't I should, done that yet. I'd it, like to. It's it's good. I've tried it a couple of times. It actually does kind of work ish. Yeah, it's just risky I mean, as heck. We've talked all day long about Luke Leia before, so yeah, let's talk about Luke Han. Yeah, let's like, talk about Flyboys. Yeah, like, like what is that? What is you? How do you guys feel about that? I mean, COP is like amazing. Yeah, I mean, the reason that works so well is because Han's command cards are amazing. Uh, change of plans. You know, a lot of the counters to Luke are command cards, right? Give into your anger, uh, whipcord. Um, so you can throw change of plans down to put those back in your opponent's hand, and they're very timing specific. Whipcord, those two examples in particular, right? Um, so change of plans is great for that. Uh, Reckless Diversion can help, you know, take some heat off Luke on your approach turn. Um, sorry about the mess is not super helpful to Luke specifically, but once Han is in there, it can certainly help him do some damage and then get out of there. Um, you know, it's a good last first card. So, like, once Han, the, the great thing about Luke Han, and we should have Nima on to talk about this because that's kind of his bread and butter. Yes. Um, but, like, your opponent is so focused on Luke. You know, at some point Han is going to get in there, and Han also kills like four guys a turn at <laughs> range two. Yeah, yeah, Han shreds. He's really good when you get him in the right place. Now he and can't token on him. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. Oh yeah. Now you can't. You know, obviously with gunslinger, it's not like you can do that all with the same target. So it's not exactly burst damage, but it's very consistent. It is. It is kind of though if you last first into the same targets that are both in the open because that's like four damage each. That's like two squads, practically, that are just roasted because Han was in the right spot. Yeah, it feels... In some ways, it's better than Luke. So Because he killed two trooper squads at the same time. The way I've been using them together is I put one on each flank and kind of... I just push with whichever one I feel like the where the weak spot is, right? And then the other one just kind of like pulls back and the whole army kind of like just pivots. Um... But keeping them within command range of each other. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Like they were like roughly range three to four of each other, generally speaking. Um, At some point, Han should divert for Luke, right? Should play reckless diversion to protect Luke or do something to mess them up 
to get Luke where Luke needs to be. Seems to be a strong play. I think Rick Stegich was using that with um, Saboteurs. Yeah. At a, at a, was it Michigan GT or one of these events where he played uh, Han Luke Sabs? Yeah, Michigan was GT. Like, he was the, the pioneer of the 20-point bid. It was like crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know? this, this was in Nature of Visions was still crappy. Oh, oh yeah. But, it, but that was the idea. It was like Luke would get on the box, Han would reckless, and Luke would just walk away. Right. Because I got reckless diversion. Your entire army has to shoot my face-ups. Yeah, if I go right. It turns it turns recover into the old key positions, basically. Yep. When they try to follow you, you have saboteurs. So you know the downsides compared to Luke Leia is Han is a little bit more expensive. Um, not too much more expensive because you're usually taking Leia with improv, so she's 100 points basically. Yeah. Um, and you can take Han naked at 120, and he's pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, with stems at 128, it's not that much more expensive, but it's still really good. Ducking cover is a trap on him. Oh, yeah. Completely yes. agree. 100%. It's a trap. Like, oh, man, he's got low profile. I'm going to throw duck and cover on him. Nah, dude. He's got Oh, oh no, he's got too. five suppression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want him losing actions like that. That's that's no bueno. Oh, yeah. Han with duck and cover, then Krennic plays Annihilation Looms. You're just a sad panda. So, so that's another, you know, weakness compared to Leia, right? Is Leia's got Inspire 2, and he has Inspire Nada. Yeah, that's the biggest weakness i think i yeah and also as we mentioned um i do obviously his command cards are great but i think leia for her cost can make more of an impact when she's not directly in the fight than yeah, han that's for sure han um, also has only one command upgrade so you have to choose between improvised orders and a steam leader which stinks but you don't always take a steam leader for Han. That's kind of a luxury item anyway. But improv is pretty good. I I just I never take a steam leader. Yeah, I think if you got the points, you're taking improv in that slot ten times out of ten. Yeah, but okay. improv is like Fair. my favorite upgrade in the game besides force push. So yeah, it's like the number the number two upgrade. I know no one can see if, me if right FP now, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> no, nope. Improv is a crutch. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's my crutch. Cast off the shackles of <laughs> well, improv. Okay, no. okay I'll, I'll speak to that a little bit because I'm running Leia, right? But I'm running Leia with only one unit that's timing sensitive that is actually easy to get an yep. order on, which is the land speeder. And if I'm running Leia by herself, I've got two neutrals in the tank as well as Leia's three pip. So make that four neutrals in the tank because sometimes I, use, I definitely use ambush for the land speeder. And so I don't need improv in those. Heck, I don't even need an uplink because it's probably easy to get the tokens I need when I want them. So yeah, by all means, um, you know, if you have a if you have a non melee unit that you can put a token on quickly, like by all means, don't take improv. But if you have like, you know, I tried the same list, but with Wookies instead. Well, the Wookies are are they're melee. They're like a hundred percent timing sensitive. They're exactly like Luke. So I, I feel like I need improv for them just in case I pull them too early. Yeah. And in that case, it's sort of like extending your, your uh, what do you call it? Your your reach, kind of, your control. I'm not saying it's bad. I just am saying it's Well, it, it, it definitely depends on what kind of list you have, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you've got Palpatine, you know, you, there's only two units who you really care about having an order on, Palpatine and, they and the RRG, and they always have orders. Yep. Um, yep. You know, if you're running... Krennic Death Troopers, it's the same situation, right? Yeah, um, timing neutral. But if you're running Luke Leia or uh, 
Falcon Crew, which is um, Han, Leia, Chewie. Um, you've got, generally speaking, on almost every turn, you have more units uh, that want orders than you can give them to. So Or Flyboys with Wookiees, right. which is a classic example. So, you know, in those situations, I, I think it's close to mandatory, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, so I'm in. I'm on Team Leia, but uh, I know that uh, Luke Han also has a lot of merits. Um, it's, it's people Luke have a lot Leia of success Han, with that. Man. So, Luke Leia Han. <laughs> what, I'm going to keep playing Han Speeder Jank with with a Wookiee so, and see how that works. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big proponent at this point of if you have a. Well, you can't take Luke Leia on. That's not a thing you can do. Yeah, that's um, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going Grand to the Army. point I was going to make, um, if you've only got one commander, I strongly believe that you should upgrade a core unit to Veers or Leia. Uh, you mean like as opposed to a generic officer? Yes. Well, oh, yeah. No, well, not, that, not exactly. I mean, like if you've got Luke... Oh, I see. Or you've got yeah. Vader or whatever, and you have like a generic 68 point DLT or a generic 62.Z6 unit. I think the extra, uh, in the case of Imperials, 12 points you spend on Veers or 28 points you spend on Leia is a huge upgrade that you should make most of the time. I can think of exactly two exceptions to this. And one is um, Luke Sabine that wants a second commander. The other one is Luke Chewie that wants a second, that wants the 50 points as opposed to Leia's 95 because that's another sniper to fit in your list. You can get 11 activations. If you've already got six command cards, it's, with triple it's sniper way less Chewie. Right. Correct. Um, yeah. But but if, if you're taking ambush, push, and assault, just fork over the extra 20 points to get good command cards <laughs> yeah well and unless you're running also something like palpatine like with palpatine you're gonna i mean you're 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 sinking so many points into him already you're gonna be really light on bodies if you are not taking a dlt well so in that slot i, I guess that's where kind of the conversation comes up is that like krennic is just as durable as a dlt unit yeah but he doesn't have nearly the firepower and and the core token, I mean that's it's not nothing. But anyways, yeah. we were talking about opinions, so I figured I'd throw mine out there. I think sure. I generally agree with you, right? Like if you've got if you've got a not two hundred plus point commander, um, you know, like two characters is is usually helpful yeah. for that second set of command cards. Command cards are a big deal. Yep, command cards are. Command cards are good. Hot take. Coordinate fire. No, voracious ambition is good. <laughs> That's like the hottest. Oh yeah. All right. So let me. Can we tangent real quick? I want to talk about my game with these <laughs> because sure. we were sure. we were, we were doing do. Krennic earlier. So I think I used compel uh, in that game on every single one of my core units every turn. How did hey, they not panic? look at that. Um, uh, well, I recovered one time with one of them. Um, another time, one of them rolled. I think four paint on five suppression. Okay. Yeah. Um, but several of his units panicked. I mean, we both played Annihilation Looms early. Um, we both had suppressive weapons. Uh, so 
<laughs> just daring each other to it was, compel it was, because it was it was hostile environment. Oh, jeez, um, I remember. I was running Sabs, which I didn't even use because uh, they died. Because <laughs> I suck at Sabs. <laughs> That's how I feel about saboteurs in general. I didn't what, use it. Was your goal? They died. Was your goal to use every suppression token you've ever acquired? That was yeah. That was the idea. Um, I mean, I ended up like the pivotal moment in the game. I was able to suppress. He had like a full medic DLT squad, and I suppressed. I uh, panicked it off the table, and that was kind of like the swing. Um, I think you were casting this one, David. Um, no, I was. I, it's it's on my channel. I think I, I think I fell asleep three quarters of the way through because yeah, Empire yeah, Mirrors so are not that exciting to me. Just uh, went to bed. I was so suppressed. I just went. You to were sleep. suppressed. Um, um, no, I was. Yeah, but in, so, it was. But no, but no. If you can see past my own on Wii, because that's Empire vs Empire. Um, it's still a good game. It's still important to, to you can still draw a lot of lessons from. Also, it. Krennic, but Krennic um, did a key wound to Boba Fett and killed two Death Troopers and multiple Stormtroopers with his pistol. Yeah, Krennic was played forward once it was safe. So, and that was interesting. Um, he did almost die. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was very close to but, death. He, I think he got away with one health. Yeah, and I used ridiculous. I had two men bots, which I used on him also. Um, He's so slip. That sixth health, he's so slippery. Eh. So, eh. Uh, all right. Anec- anecdote aside, I think that um, Compel is pretty good, especially in a Chronic Mirror. Um, and uh, he's good for a lot of other reasons because Voracious Ambition is like a poor man's given to your anger, which is one of the best command cards in the game. So, poor man given to your anger. Well, think. Uh, all right. So, okay, I, yeah, I, can, I, I get where you're going with that. Right. Because what is given to your anger, right? It's. Let's you go first with the unit you want. Right. Which is exactly what Bracer's Ambition does. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't do all the cool things that Given to Your Anger does, like shutting down Luke on a key turn. Right, like that's that's the second awesome function of Given to Your Anger is you're also forcing a unit to go first that doesn't want to go first, and therefore taking probably taking a turn away from them. But, but like, you know, that's why I say poor man's Given to Your Anger because it doesn't have that effect, but it has the like. I'm going first, and I want activation control. Cunning is his strongest ability. Yep. Yeah. Winning ties is super is super amazing. I ran into a situation against Krennic where he was winning ties all the way down. So like he won the one pip tie, next round wins a two pip tie, next round wins a three yep. pip tie. It's like son of a. Right. Ugh, it was so aggravating. When he got spoiled. And I read that Cunning was like just for his command cards and not for the generics. I was like, oh man, this is trash. No, with DTG, it's not. Oh. Uh, I, was I mean, and it's really the perfect complement to Voracious Ambition because Voracious Ambition also gives you activation control. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's a it's a half pip because you're not winning against. Sorry about the mess, but it's it's a half pip that also gives you activation control. It's amazing. It, it's not quite one pip entire legion you get to go first, but it's close. Yeah, it's very close to that. If you have the right token mix, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all I got to say about Krennic. And that's Here's all standard, I have to say about that. Right. I feel like he's semi-mandatory. Well, all right, Krennic. so all that said, uh, the my list yes. will be in by the time that this airs, so I'm... <laughs> I'm taking beers for single elements. There you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'm great. saying. Oh, Come on. Uh, in because, because I like because I like aim tokens. Yeah. Oh. You, you net 
just, about the same amount of just, actions every game. It's, no, but know. mostly, I mean, honestly, like, I actually think, um, so what I ran the last couple of games with Krennic is Krennic, Death Troopers, Bosk, DLTs with medbots uh, and strike teams. And I think that list has a lot of promise, but I've only now played it twice, and I played Veers, Bosk, Four times, so I have literally twice as much experience with Veers as I do with Krennic. Sure, sure. I, so, okay. I, I'm a, we're going to tangent again here, but um, so I think that we are now at the stage in the game where the factions are starting to show their identities, right? Like Imperials clearly have a suppression-heavy focus. Like that's a thing. The rebels yep. are more close in knife fighters that like kind of rely on the range three band and their heroes. Um, yep. So I don't know. I forgot where I was going with this. I, I was like pumped and ready to go. Um, suppression. Uh, so, Oh, I remember where I'm going with this. I think Imperial discipline is going to make its way back into this meta. And I think that, Veers is going to be good specifically for that card because that's the card that breaks open the Imperial on Imperial matchup. Yeah, specifically if your opponent has suppressive weapons, which they almost certainly will, whether they have either Bosco or Dutch Troopers or both. Or the tank. Or the tank, yep. You know, um... There's just there's the, just a lot of suppressive weapons going around. The ferocity with which death troopers shoot makes me just think of them as like light artillery, like especially because you can you can set up your gun line right. It's just like you're you're just like the, the British redcoats, you know. You've you've set up your gun line. You're in position. You pass to aims with veers. You move. You shoot. Exhaust your config. Next turn, discipline all over again. The same thing with in, but in, but in this case, your death troopers are in position. So they can take two aim tokens if they want, um, which just means you might even get closer to the max hit cap. And this is—we don't even talking about coordinated fire yet. <laughs> like, yeah, they really don't. You have the—they don't need more than one aim token. They don't really. Well, I, yeah, I mean, they don't really need more than one. But you know what I mean? Like, you can get the—you can get to the hit cap pretty damn quick. And, you know, you're basically in a situation where variance kind of stops being an issue for you offensively which puts complete pressure on your opponent to make saves or be positionally perfect so pretty easy start for you if you have range four and and are able to just get like the the full economy right off the bat i mean the death troopers feels bad man are all about the pressure right like that is that's their that's their purpose they force your opponent. Yeah, I mean, I mean thematically, yeah, we can justify whatever we want thematically, right? No, 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 <laughs> we no, can no, talk no. about. I'm not even talking thematically. <laughs> I'm talking like gameplay. Okay. Like, okay, yes. Death troopers are on the table, right? If you don't have a unit that can deal with them at range, and you probably don't most of the time, you're forced to close. Mm-hmm. Or or lose one of the two or lose the right. game because they're sitting on their hands as blue sometimes um, yeah we we talk yeah. a lot about like creating a defensive situation right like one of the one of the ways to do that is have more range and more firepower than your opponent yeah. does it is and i think trivial to do that as empire yeah i think go for it. I, I think i think now that they're out i don't think there's a 
I don't really think there's a unit that does that better than Death Troopers. No. I mean, so... Um, They're strong. Yeah. Recon Intel Death Troopers that just, like, move up four inches. And then... <laughs> the stream might even well, But, like, that's the thing. Like, th- that, that range four bubble is, like, the whole board. On battle lines, yeah. They can touch your, your deployment zone off of Recon yeah. Intel with the range and, four gun. And so you're like, okay... <laughs> I either move up into the DTs who don't have to move to shoot me or you know, you've got, you've got to make a play. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of back and forth. Cause the rebels really don't have a unit that deals with that. Well, I, nope. The, sure the land speeder, maybe I'm, I haven't messed with it yet, but um, cause the land speeder is very close to the same dipole. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see like if anything shakes up the sniper meta, how Rebels are going to deal with that. Because right now, those sniper strike teams are the only range four or more answer that Rebels have to anything. Yeah, and, and they're not good against likely, medics. Right. Um, you know, they're just doing chip damage against the medics, with, which gets brought back. Now, if you have, you know, if your opponent's running Death Troopers, they probably don't have 11 activations. Which means that in theory, if you can find, you know, if you can run an eleven activation rebel list, which is pretty doable, and then, um, you know, hold at least one sniper until that eleventh activation, you can potentially pick off some death troopers. But, or you know, like just you, you know, the way to counter medics, generally speaking, is to attempt to cause a lot of casualties late in the turn. But that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. So. Right. Plus, um, there's a disadvantages also to backloading your snipers, because then what has to go? That means your rest of your army walks into their mm-hmm. teeth faster, because now your snipers have 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 to go last to avoid the medic. Well, and there's the there's charge. a good chance that they have their own snipers pressuring yours. So yeah. exactly, you know, it's even worse. Um, so like waiting is really uh, risky. Right. So you know, Garn talked last week about how he runs triple snipers with death troopers. And his death troopers never even got shot by snipers because he would spend the whole turn pressuring his opponent's snipers with his snipers. He had medics. Um, yep. You know, so it's it's tough. It's going to be interesting to see, like how the meta evolves because death troopers Super are the new tough. hotness. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see like both in mirrors where, uh, you know, one player doesn't have them, and also um, just rebels generally like how how the non death trooper lists respond. Uh, and deal with them. Um, so, we're we're definitely not saying that they're undealwithable. Is that a word? I just made it a word. Yeah. Um, but they. Yeah, I don't think they're impossible to beat. But they definitely, just they really, definitely really are very hard. good, as we said, of forcing a defensive situation for the player that has yeah. them. They're good at fortressing. Yeah. So. And I actually think that we haven't seen the end of this kind of evolution. I've been messing around with the idea of. You know, Kyle, you were talking about eleven activation count. Um, I think one of the ways to do that is e-webs. And I think e-webs get a whole heck of a lot better if you've got a range four band where 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 your enemy can't really come into. You get a turn or two to set up the e-webs, and then you just go to town because now they have to not only enter the death troopers range bubble, but now you've got two or three e-webs that are just like, hey, we're going to make this that much worse. Um, and the E-Webs are really good at shooting into cover. We, Jay, we have webcams now, by the way. Uh, just a little peek behind the curtain. Jay is like nodding 
enthusiastically and smiling as we're talking about ewebs here so um i've been i literally so i meant we were been talking about like the list that we're i'm gonna play at huzzah i've been messing around with dt eweb lists all morning <laughs> <laughs> and i mean so the the secondary to that is if if you've got the suppressive gun and you toss barrage generators on all your ewebs like it gets really gross really fast yeah <laughs> Dave, Dave is also shaking his head in the opposite direction. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> oh, uh, turning the tide with uplinked naked RTs just for the I'm... Inspire Eight <laughs> with yeah. Leia. If you're taking ATRTs, <laughs> I actually think that it all you probably want turning the tide in your list now. Now a days ish. Yeah, I think um, so. It's awkward because it only hits two of them. Yeah, unless you got an uplink or something. To me, you can run two. Yeah, unless you got you uplinks. You generally do. If, like, if yeah, you're taking like, three ATRTs, you're like running barbecue or something. Um, mm-hmm. But It's a good card. It's just it's it's limiting because um, push is just better, I feel like. Well, I mean, like, so for instance, in your, in your Leia list, um, if the land speeder can use it too it can it can um, i just i took an officer instead because it was easier to use yeah yeah and i like having push just because i don't know what's going to be alive by the end of the game and if you lose your if you lose your mechanical units you are your hose that card is dead is a dead card except for the pips yeah it'd be nice if it had like the flexibility for you to give orders to other things and the inspire still just only worked with them um, Right. Well, it does. It just it's four pip, one order to one unit. Yeah. Clearly, it was meant for the T forty seven. Like clearly, it was because I mean, not only is it on the art of the card, but it's meant to like, because like if you if you look at its imperial mirror, its counterpart in pin down, you know, pin down is a card that works because you have a large vehicle, tank ATSC that can split fire, and hit multiple targets with face up tokens. Um, so it's really meant to have a, a large, durable vehicle as a post. And they tried to make that true for the Rebels, and it doesn't quite work because their vehicles are sort of fragile. The Landspeeder is like one of the only, like even close to what you'd call durable in a Rebel vehicle. Um, but it gets completely shut down by like Bosk, you know, say when Bosk rolls a lying in wait, you know, four or five crit turn, you don't save. Like your Landspeeder is one that's hit point away from death. That's terrible against armor. <laughs> oh, man. Is it? Is it though? Like no, no. When I say get terrible a... against armor, I mean like, man, that sucks for whatever vehicle just got shot. Oh um, yeah, no, yeah, of course. It's like a, it's like a Kamehameha. Like you just got roasted by it. It's it's not even yeah. Five crits. Here you go. Pierce one. Have fun. Yeah. Boom. Your vehicle's on one health now. Better be. Better hope my sniper doesn't crit you. Yeah. You know. Better hope my death troopers don't just randomly decide to shoot you. <laughs> you know, it's bad. I like Bosk. Yeah, Bosk is a huge problem for the landscaper. Yeah. And turning the tide is, is fine, but it, it could be better if we had, you know, I don't know, a unit with a red dice save. Maybe the T-47 should have a red dice save. That might make it a lot <laughs> you better. You are asking too much. <laughs> I'm too asking much. too, too much. much. Just too much. And for whatever yeah, it's worth, insane. I don't think the T-47 would be very good if it had a red dice save. I think You know you're I right, because its gun isn't that good. <laughs> like, I've seen t 47 guns are terrible. The entire game, and they're still bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
175 points and not capturing objectives. Yeah. And not killing a lot either. Yes. <laughs> and not killing a lot either. It's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> but at least the Landspeeder can, like... At least the Landspeeder is, like, a death himself against Rebel Troopers, just, like, scooping him up every time it shoots. Yeah, that thing throws some... You know, re reaping the harvest of tears every time you <laughs> shoot this thing at Rebel Troopers. Yeah, that thing does throw some dice. I'll say that about it. Yeah, it does. It hurts, man. Um, what's going to be interesting like, maybe... <laughs> is seeing how all these, like, death troopers and the Landspeeder weapon, like... Like, you, you scoop up Rebel Troopers when you get shot at, you're going to be scooping up droids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Oh my God. I gotta tell you, man. It's gonna. It's. It's coming. We're gonna enter. Like. Like. Okay. If Republic sucks, and which it won't, but if it did, and Sis takes over, the time has come. ATRT flamer with comm jammer. <laughs> no one gets an order. I throw sixteen dice at your B ones. <laughs> Get wrecked. That is gonna be really fun to be able to throw sixteen dice. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. It's going to be amazing. You need some more dice packs. Flamethrowers are just going to get so much better. They really are. They yeah, really we'll definitely are. at least see snows come back. I don't know about I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how fleets are going to be affected by that, but Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's also a card that's that's waiting for Clone Wars, Sabotage Communications. On those turns that they want to get their fire support going, the clones do, Sabcom. I mean, that might nope. not. I mean, I think uh well, they were saying the the mortars had it too. I think during uh, the uh, episode we had, right? I might be fine against that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You know. Yeah, it's actually not. A, I, I think we could. We're getting way down the rabbit hole, but um, I mean, we're done yeah. talking about Luthien and Death yeah, at this point. Yeah, we're like we're way over budget. We left that. Chase, we like, left I want to go to bed, station. and you guys are just <laughs> <Yeah>. digging. <laughs> we're just talking about Legion. Yeah. Um, is, there yeah, any, is there anything else we want? Uh, these webcams maybe were a bad idea because now we're like you know jay's nodding and now we're, now we're making gestures that the audience can't yeah well see. And we're, you know clearly we're gonna have to upgrade to youtube <laughs> i mean we could easily put jay's making it obscene maybe gesture. that'll be jay's next trick there you go that should and be the next trick for my next trick <laughs> only if we can get a blue screen where i'm like sitting on the bridge of the death star or something We'll just make a we'll just make a clip montage of Jay's facial expressions. <laughs> exactly. I will say that it's hey, audience, you can't see it, but this is this is classic radio. It's more funny to actually see his expressions and stuff, responding to stuff, because normally I just think he like got up and walked away. <laughs> he just like comes back when we're done, you know. Yeah, now we know what you're doing back there. He's yep. actually listening. Oh man, yes, he's, he's an avid yeah. listener. Oh, we should. So Matt's went out. Can they we... did. They did. Oh yeah, yeah. Did we even talk about Northeast Open at all? No, we, we just we went right we past. We just skipped housekeeping all the housekeeping. Stuff. Terrible. <laughs> oh, terrible. Oh, yeah, sign yeah, up for Northeast that was, that was Open. My fault. How unprofessional. <laughs> uh, what's the website, Jay? Northeastopen.com? dot com. Okay, I'm I'm gonna trooper dot com. trooper dot com. There we go. Uh, okay. So if you go to the fifth trooper dot com, you'll see Northeast Open on the navigation bar at the top. Uh, just pop up there and you can get tickets. Um, we actually just announced, well, it'll be yesterday when you listen to this, that uh, last place and second to last place is going to get a free fifth trooper mat. So uh, one of the ones that we have, the mud planet or the salt planet, um, you can pick one of those uh, if you're in last place or second to last place. And we got a bunch of other prizes and 
support coming and we'll be announcing those as as we get confirmation on them it, yeah we'll mandate it for last place <laughs> please tell me the salt planet is for last place <laughs> and and for everybody out there syracuse right. is known as the salt city so <laughs> there's your new goal so you know you did it yeah perfect so I'm going to tangent one more time. Oh, yeah. If you haven't had a salt potato, make sure you get a salt potato when you're in Syracuse. When I moved to D.C. and I was like, salt potatoes, people were like, what the hell is a salt potato? And I was like, what do you mean you don't know there's a, we're literally, a salt potato is? We're literally and famous for two things. Yeah, Sorry, two things just, that nobody literally knows about. A potato salt salt potatoes. And we invented the the, 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 the <laughs> shot clock for the, for the basketball. That's it. That's all. There you go. So if if, no. if I just like bake we're gonna potato make it somebody oven and then pour salt on it. That's not how it works. You you boil the potatoes in a All right. vat. Don't worry, we'll bring water. some. We'll All right, I'll Rachel have to, have to experience this batch for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you can experience right now. Just put your rebels in the table and roll a bunch of blanks. You don't even have to put, roll a bunch of yeah, blanks. Just put the rebels on the table. Just put them on. It's salt. There, instant salt potato. Uh, oh, and then uh, everybody remember the giveaway too. So the we're giving potatoes. away a tank and a land speeder all right. to all of you lucky winners. We got a ton of people. Yeah. No, all of you. You're all lucky. Not for not them. all of you. Two. <laughs> you get a speeder. You right? get a speeder. None of them work. This is an Oprah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you could go up and like our stuff and subscribe to our stuff. That would be very helpful. So, yeah. Battery's yeah. not included. Awesome. Is that it for housekeeping? Register for the Northeast Open, we actually, for God's sakes. Come on sure up. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. Heck, yeah. And uh, our boy Kevin Valier yeah, from uh, Imperial there, Discipline so. is going to be up there. Uh, I don't know some other people. We'll we'll name we'll name names as we go. Right now, just Kevin Valier. That's what you're getting. We'll name names. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is our hometown. I would hope. <laughs> well, we'll and you're there. you're two co-hosts, Jay. Uh, I mean, right now, I think we've got uh, confirmed yeah, right. two True. world's competitors will be at the Northeast Open. We'll see if either of them are winners at that point, but. <laughs> nah, I got I got guard worlds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Luke Luke Cook and and that, that our was, own Kyle will be there. Too, oh so. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So three, okay. right? I think Gordon's I coming too. You can meet. You can meet. I'm I'm not some. I'm not competing. Uh, I'm Star Wars Legion royalty. Else. How's that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously though, come play and uh, get benchmarked. I don't even know what that means. You're what gonna learn mean? where you're at. <laughs> that means that that means you're gonna. Come, uh, I'd like to. You're uh, gonna learn where you're at after playing Kyle and, and say that this is gonna be a very friendly event. <laughs> That's what that means. You will not get benchmarked. <laughs> no, you probably will. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just don't up like your airspeeders turn on 
I won't be playing. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna uh, be busy. There will be lots of fun, awesome that, people so. there. Well, now I'm worried. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. Like, let's don't even worry. Yeah. Anyway, sorry guys. That's it. Yeah, That's it from me. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we should we piece this out? Nah, let's go for like another forty minutes. We're good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know we Jeez. could talk for another 40 minutes. I don't know if people want to listen for another 40 minutes. We could. Well, yeah. it was good to be back. I'm glad glad we got to do this again. It's It's been missing in my life. We're glad so you're back. Thank thank you guys for being here, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And we're the Notorious Scoundrels. Join us next week for another episode of the Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.